Hello, everyone. Welcome back to fucking Fridays. This episode, we're going to discuss one of the three pillars that we believe every relationship really lies on. And today's pillar is going to be safety and trust. We're going to discuss what safety and trust means to Sophia and I as a as a couple in our relationship, but also how to find safety and trust within yourself. As we keep mentioning, mm-hmm. um, these things are important to convey upon yourself so it can bleed into your relationship for it to be healthy. Yeah, it's always a good idea to look over these things. So I feel like it's kind of it's a pillar that's almost common sense, right? Safety and tr- like safe. You want to feel safe. You want to trust your partner, but yeah, but it's hard. The context, when you hear the word safety and trust, it's like, oh yeah, no shit. Be safe and trust your partner. But it's actually, I think this is one of the harder pillars. Um, yeah. And in, in combination with communication. And one thing we'll share with you here is safety for Sophia and I actually means different things for both of us. Yeah. Yeah. So what's crazy is I feel like you can start a relationship with safety and trust. Right. And I, I do feel like I broke that trust from the beginning cheating. But I actually think that some people, you know, some people might give trust right away to somebody for some people trust is earned. And then sometimes trust needs to be rebuilt. So I'm going to go over what safety means to me. Um, And for me, safety means I physically want to feel safe in my environment. Safety to me feels like I can let my guard down. I feel like it's kind of the nature of who I am to kind of have my guard up all the time. So being in a relationship where I feel like my guard can be down, I can act silly, I can say what I want. I will even go as far as safety to me means that I can give an attitude and I could be kind of bratty or I can be, you know, not my best self. And I know that my partner is not going to judge me for it. That's, that's what safety means to me. I agree. And I think, uh, I agree. And I, I think it's a great thing that your your guard is up to an extent. You know, Sophia is somebody that takes a little bit longer when it comes to building a relationship or a friendship. You know, she doesn't let you in right away where there's me on the other side, complete opposite. So what we've used is uh, we've actually used this as a tool, uh, something we have talked about where um, it's actually now a, a power tool for us because there's myself who I'm super friendly. I will talk to you. If you approach me, I'm like giving you everything. And then there's <laughs> Sophia that's like, absolutely not. I we don't sniff you out. You're like, I don't know you. Why are you speaking to me? I don't need you to buy me a drink. Like what's going on here? So instead of now, you know, getting upset about the whole, like what safety means to us, we just use it to both of our abilities as a, as a, power couple. Yeah. Um, and it's very helpful now. Yeah. So let me ask you a question. When we first started dating and maybe you know this, maybe you don't, did you trust me right away? Did you feel safe right away? Cause I don't want to say we started off our relationship badly cause we didn't, but I would say I probably didn't even think about the word safety for probably our first year. And I probably like trusted you, but I, to be honest, actually, I I probably didn't if I was around doing my (laughs) own thing. I think you just had eyes for me. I don't think there was a, we didn't have a dynamic of safety. It was just, 
we had eyes for each other. We had yeah. known each other in college and, you know, through mutual friends and, and partying here and there, um, you know, and, and this is actually funny you asked this question because I don't know if I can define that either. Um, yeah. When I decided to reach out to you and pursue you, it wasn't, I mean, we didn't have safety or trust established at that point. And that's something that's hard when you're just getting started. Yeah. There's a reason you don't just start going out the first day. You know, a lot of times the woman once asked out within a reasonable amount of time mm -hmm. and the guy takes forever. In this case, that was me. I was like, I don't want to ask you out. Poor Sophia. Do you remember when you cried to me? It was Halloween and you were like, you haven't even asked me to be your girlfriend yet. Do you even like me? And I'm like... I'm actually falling in love with you. If you would just give me a second, like looking back, I, I wish I used the word safety more. My biggest thing was trust, which, you know, so what does safety mean for you in a romantic relationship? So for me, safety means it's more of like a mental aspect. Okay. I want to feel safe in my space I want to feel safe for the person I am, the kind of personality I present to people. Yeah. And for you, it's not that I need constant reassurance. I don't like the whole like, I need this, I need that. I just want to know that I can trust my partner to love me and be faithful. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we've gone through this, we've worked through it, but you knew that being faithful was... Um, my biggest thing going into relationship just because of the prior relationship I had been in. Um, yeah. So for me, it's, it's more of a mental aspect and I didn't yeah. realize, you know, safety, my therapist taught me and you've taught me as, you know, not just a fiance prior to that as a girlfriend, safety literally means your physical environment, but there, there are aspects outside of feeling physically safe. Yeah. I want my mind to feel safe with my partner. Yeah. And like I mentioned, I'm one of those people that I physically want to feel safe, but the longer that Taylor and I've been together, I feel like you have made it a good safe space for me to finally kind of like let go mentally as well. Not have to look perfect 100% of the time. That's actually something that was a big thing for me. If, and if you guys kind of listen to my personal episode, like being self-conscious and stuff like that. You're very, yeah, you are one of the most, I would... I would say you are definitely one of the most self-aware individuals I know. And I'm saying to saying this to you as um, it's like an honor. You know, there's a lot of times I think I may be self-aware, but I don't. Yeah. I don't know if I've developed the self-awareness that you have. Um, yeah. I have a thing or have had a, a, a thing, right, where safety to me means if we were arguing or there was, you know, a miscommunication that led to just us being short with one another and mm -hmm. just, you know, a little tiff, it happens. Where Sophia needs, in order to feel safe, Sophia needs space. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, and if you don't know, my wife, <laughs> her space is literally like, I'm pissed at you, I need a fucking week. And I'm like, holy <laughs> shit, that's a whole week. So yeah. uh, for me, my safety and feeling safe is not walking away. I'm one of those people who like, I want to crush it right then and there. We'll get more into this on the communication part because I don't want to give all this away for safety. Mm -hmm. But when I am walked away from it, like hurts my heart. And yeah. that's something that you've learned over time. 
And uh, when Sophia would walk away or say, I need a moment, I'm going on a walk. In my mind, I had this fear of she's leaving me, like literally like as in leaving the relationship, Mm -hmm. not like leaving me to take a break. And it took me over a year. This is one of the number one things my therapist and I worked on is, hey, just because she's leaving is to actually help prevent a fight go even further and escalate. Yeah. And I do remember when that would happen instead of me understanding like, oh, she like Taylor would be like, you don't love me when I left. Right. Yeah. And it would hurt me so badly. It would be like, I do all these things. I stick her, we, you know, we're, we're trying to do this together. Like to me, it was like very obvious that I loved you. And it is. Yeah. yeah no, I can see it now. You can see course. it now, but, and I get it. And people are different and this is why you felt that way. And I, instead of me saying, Oh my God, she's feeling like abandoned essentially like one of your pillars. I would just, take it and fuel it into more anger and be like, why do you like, I I always come back the next day. Like I'm leaving now because I don't want to fight for another couple hours. And also because you wanted to feel safe. This is actually a perfect example. Mm -hmm. This, so today's Friday and last night we got in, it wasn't even an argument. We were just like annoyed and (laughs) yeah, we were both just, it was a long day. It was a long day. It was a long day of work. And we were just like, you know, this, this, and this, whatever. Uh, That's what's hard. Do not try to not let your work bleed into things. But it wasn't even about work. We were just both kind of having a a short fuse day. Yeah, we were both just saying like. And (laughs) so anyway, so anyway, uh, Sophia just, she's notorious for this. She doesn't say anything to me. She just gets up and walks upstairs. And I was like what's upstairs because what's upstairs is my office your dad's like man cave where yeah if anything that's where I go right yeah and uh Sophia leaves and like 10 minutes goes by and I'm like and then I I just hear the tv blasting and I'm like this girl is upstairs and went in the man cave and is (laughs) she decided to like walk away right it's perfect that now in our relationship, I can handle that. And I ho- this is a great example, right? Mm-hmm. I left you. Actually, I went up there and I was like, hey, why don't you go back downstairs, watch your Housewives episode? I don't yep. want to watch that shit. And let me go watch uh, the NBA games. And you were like, fine. Okay. <laughs> and uh, you didn't say fine like that, but you were just like, okay. And we swapped places and no kidding. It was like, what, at least an hour and a half, two hours. I think it was an hour and I'll walk you guys through my thought process. So I'm sitting down here, right? Kind of pissed thinking like all the things I'll say to her if she walks down. (laughs) Oh, so you were. (laughs) Listen, 20 minutes go by Uh, and I'm like, hmm, she still hasn't come down here yet. I learned. 30 minutes goes by. I'm like really actually shocked that Taylor has not come down here yet. An hour <laughs> goes by. And literally when that hour hit, the way it's, it was really actually cool to see the way my brain was thinking. I was like, okay, yeah, now, I don't know. This. I was like, now that she comes down, I was like, it's been an hour. I was like, if I still fight her when she comes down, even though it's been an hour, like, that's on me. Like I am choosing that when she comes down, like I'm not going to argue her. Like the time you guys literally gives you time to cool the fuck to down. Cool down. And guess what? My little happy ass, fast ass feet come down the stairs. And I look at Sophia. What happened? What happened? I don't remember. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Shit. 
I'm looking at the staircase right now. I walk down, I look at you, and I just, we both smirked at the same time because we knew, like, <laughs> we have no reason. We're like, fuck it. There's no reason to fight. I was like, like an hour was too long from away from me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now you know. No, just kidding. Uh, but I looked at her and we both smirked. And then I went off to the kitchen where I could, like, faintly see the side of your profile. And I, like, peeked my head around the Christmas tree. <laughs> and you looked back and you were like, what? And then it became like a flirty tension. Okay, yeah. And you know what you said to me? How many snacks have you eaten down here, girl? Well, I heard, heard you gone you. in the kitchen. <laughs> like, God damn it. You know, it's open stairwell. And I was like, I can't hear much up there. But every like 10 <laughs> minutes, I was like, man, she's eating my ice cream. She's in our healthy chocolate. And uh, I actually looked in the trash and I was like, is there anything in there that's mine? I was going to pick it a fight. Just trust. kidding. I'm just kidding. You need to trust me that even though I'm mad that I'm not total, gonna- total side joke. So I decided because at that point I was like, okay, this is now playful. And I encourage you guys to do this, like take the fucking space. And I'm saying this because I did not. I literally was that person that if I couldn't crush a fight or figure out a miscommunication or argument right then and there, I felt like unloved. I felt like the world was crumbling. It was terrible. It was ridiculous. Yeah. It was, it was, um, it was a little dramatic. No, it was. And, um, you know, I, I'm, I have a good head on my shoulders and I'm very logical. So looking back, I'm like, man, why, why couldn't I figure that out? Which is fine. Um, but it was just, I actually used yesterday as an example. It was fun to come down here and it, and drop it, drop it. Yeah. The, the fight, it wasn't even a fight, but whatever was happening was no longer an issue and it turned playful. I honestly cannot remember what the fight was about. Exactly. Because it's like, I can't, most fights are, uh, I can't say all, but most of them are over stupid shit or frustration. A lot of things are, are built off of frustration, um, which we'll go back to trust. Like, you know, this trust pillar is you should be able to tell your partner what's going on and how you're feeling. Yeah. And this might sound silly guys, but even yesterday, that whole scenario has built more trust between Taylor and I. There was a time where we would have an argument like that and we would have still been fighting till probably like another week, midnight, um, not dropped it. We probably would have had a fight about it today. And I just want to say that is like, thank you, babe, for taking the space because our, my tr- I trust now like to have another fight because I know it's not going to get like as scary as it used to scare me, you know, a couple years back, mm-hmm. you know, so You're welcome. cheers Thanks. to us. Thank you as well. Uh, <laughs> one thing I will share, speaking of being thankful is you know anytime i i would be like all right i just need to like give in a little bit you know at the end of the day we're both females but i don't even use that as a as an excuse you know we still hold a, a valuable relationship here and i was able to then come sit down by you and gave you a kiss mm-hmm. and we were both like sorry that was stupid and then i we that was it it was it was that so was little and here we are so here we are so let's get into that was like a feel-good story but i do want to give you guys the like dirty details the hard stuff that i know a lot of people probably go through because it has not been like this for us forever so um when we did not feel safe again 
I ran away when I didn't feel safe. I also was one of those people that if you broke trust with me, I don't care if we were dating or if you were my friend, if you were an acquaintance, if you broke my trust, Eve, I was like, I do not trust that person and there's no coming back. There's absolutely like no way to redeem yourself. So I used to think that, you know, earning my trust is something like a big thing for you to have. And now I feel like with just the years of experience and after going to therapy, I don't just give trust to everybody, but people make mistakes. And for a really long time, I really thought that I didn't make mistakes. It was kind of my way or the highway. And I have been you still able, are that way. I'm, I'm still kidding. a little bit that way. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, everybody holds trust to differently in their mind and in their conscious. And I just want everybody to understand that yes trust needs to be earned but you can feel a lot of things if you give a little bit of trust too like you need to be able to give trust like there was probably even a time where I couldn't trust Taylor to even like cook the dinner that I wanted because I felt so controlling and that's something that's that ridiculous. I talked about with my I am a great therapist. cook you are a great cook but we've, like we've reversed roles but like yeah or or would you maybe now but in the past would you have trust me to clean the house the way you wanted it to be cleaned nope <laughs> yeah and I think we should kind of touch on what we some of the tools we do are, or how we built trust yeah or I think a good example is since everybody knows is I did cheat. We had to do a lot of work to build trust back. Oh yeah. How did we do that? So for me, that's when I decided like, I'm going to be the controlling one. I'm the masculine one in this relationship. And I don't trust Sophia. Even if that meant for her going out to a girl's night, I didn't trust her. I was like, well, your friends are single or your friends are maybe in a, a relationship, but it's not serious enough for you guys to talk about like other men or women. So um, anytime Sophia had like a girl's night or, or a dinner with friends, my instant reaction was, who are you seeing? Who's going to be out there to meet you? Yeah. Uh, a really bizarre example is uh, one of my cousins came out to San Diego to visit us. Yep and uh God, this one this. This yeah was not fun this was not fun and it wasn't fun for both of us and or my cousin and my cousin flew out to see what San Diego life was about you know what I was doing and Sophia had uh one of her first like work events after Sophia had one of her first work events where they were going on like a bike tour in La Jolla and I was like wow what a cool company first of all they're paying for you to take a bike tour and do like a wine tasting all and all this shit and Sophia told me that she would be done by like 6 p.m and that after uh, my cousin and I could meet her to then enjoy a night and of course, as 6 p.m. hits, I'm instantly calling, blowing Sophie up like, where are you? What are yeah. you doing? You know, at this point, I was still like concerned about cheating, like especially in San Diego. I was like, fuck, she's going to cheat on me in Ohio. She's, you know, <laughs> what are the odds we're yeah. in California where most people, everybody looks good, including myself. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> I was fucking pissed it was wild my cousin saw uh unfortunately how upset I was and she was like it's okay she's at a work thing and I was like you don't understand she fucking cheated on me like 
yeah. this amount of time ago. Like, I don't care if it's a work event or not. So I, I'm, it sucks that we're bringing this up, but you know, we've faced it. We've overcame it. Yeah. So it was a point where it wasn't even her friends that they, they were like her work friends. And I was like, Oh, all these young boys probably think you're so hot. And I started questioning her. Like, do they even know you're a lesbian? And, yeah. uh, there was it, it no was just, trust. there was no trust. And, you got to give me some, I mean, I, I, know I get you why you were there. I felt like I had no choice but to control this whole trust thing because of what happened and because you lied about the cheating. And yeah, for that reason, I just, I was not over it. Yeah. I Which it. I don't think you should have been. And what is crazy is after the whole cheating thing happened and Taylor and I decided to be together, at least in my brain, I was like, okay, if I'm going to do this, like I'm not going to cheat again. This took a really, really long time, but there would even be times where I was like, if you need to check my phone, you need to check my phone. And yeah, it sounds crazy, you guys, but you got to do which, which you got to do. If, if you, you know, we've sat with our therapist therapist before and they've been like, Sophia or Taylor, if it makes you feel more comfortable to check her phone every day, Sophia, are you willing to let that happen to make your partner feel comfortable? And I was comfortable in doing that. And some people might not be, but I knew where I wanted to go. And you just have to talk that out and see what you want to do. Yeah. And one thing about it's a sticky situation here. So I actually don't think going through the phone helps anything. I, I do believe your phone is an invasion. If, if, if I'm like, give me your phone right now, I personally believe whether you're my best friend, my mom, my sibling, or my wife, I do think it is an invasion of privacy. And I'm going to tell you why I personally feel, and you guys, you know, feel free to disagree here, but I think it actually renders a relationship even more because you're constantly digging for something. I agree. And you know, it gets to the point where it's like, you liked that girl's photo. Why did you like it? You know, like it, it, it could really, it, it could just be a bad thing. So uh, this, this part's hard here. I, I truthfully feel the whole giving the phone thing. So one thing I'm going to suggest about the whole phone thing, if, if you do feel like there's a lack of trust or you're just not sure, I'm not saying, Hey, get your partner's phone right now and start going through it. One thing that I asked Sophia to do, or actually one thing that Sophia did instead of me asking her, hey, give me your phone. Like, I need your login passwords. It was a, hey, my my friend texted me. Will you grab my phone and respond to yeah. her real quick? I'm going to chime in here. Okay. So, because Taylor, like how she just said, she's not one to go in and through, I don't like look that through shit. the phone. I don't like but that shit. I knew that we had to rebuild trust somehow, right? So what I would do is say, hey, my sister texted me. Can you grab my phone? Here's my passcode. Um, can you text her back? And I don't want to say like I was like using a mind fuck but i knew that taylor would go in my phone i think that's great she would go through my text she'd probably glance because we all would let's just be honest and i did and, <laughs> right and she can go in and text my sister back what does that that gives her reassurance that i'm like there's nothing on my phone right then and there that you can see or now she knows my phone passcode 
and she can actually go in it whenever she wants. So I just kind of started don't. doing little yeah. things like that again. I wanted to rebuild trust with Taylor. And I would say, hey, can you go put this playlist on? Hey, can you whatever on my phone and do this? And to this day, we, we, we do that. We know each other's passcodes. And I've never really felt the need to go through Taylor's phone, but she's asked me multiple times to text somebody back for her to look in her oh, phone yeah. for something. If one of us is driving or exactly, there's so many things where I'm like, Hey, like I'm busy with work right now. Can I give you my phone and you respond to this email? <laughs> yeah. And I think that's just a really good tip. And, um, I think like a month or two ago I got a new phone and I had to make a new passcode for something. And I made sure that I said, Taylor, this is my new passcode because I didn't want her to pick up my phone randomly one day to, you know, to do whatever the hell she wanted to do. And then her not get in and then be like, why the hell did she change her passcode? And I was like, Hey, for Apple, I had to change it. So here it is. And I think that's like a really good tip that you can use if you're trying to rebuild trust with somebody. And I appreciate that. Uh, what is interesting on my end, to be honest, is I have no to this day, I mean, if we go back to when all the cheating was happening and us having a, a shitty foundation. But you had a gut feeling when you looked through my phone the first time. And if you have a gut feeling, then you're probably not listen far to off. it. Yeah. You yeah. know, there, there was a reason back when that happened. But now, like, I don't give a fuck about your phone. I don't care who you're texting because we have such a trustful dynamic where I don't really give a fuck. I have seen... You've seen it like we'll be at a bar together, clearly a fucking rock on your finger and you still get hit on. And I'm like, this is a joke. It's flattering. Like, good luck. You're not going to steal my <laughs> wife. But I used to never have that mindset. And I actually had a, a friend, uh, a married couple, one of our closest friends, you know, where he told me, he goes, it's flattering when they get hit on. He goes, who cares? He goes, you know, women love their ego boosted. And I said, yeah, and I'm a woman. So I want boosted too. And Sophia actually was around the corner and goes, you get hit on all the fucking time. You guys can't let that shit like carry over into like, oh, you get hit on and you're getting hit on because that means you're not paying enough attention to me. That's mm -hmm. something uh, that would actually happen to you and I, right? Yeah. We'd be at a club and I would, I get hit on by more guys than girls. It's kind of wild. And Sophia's like, how the fuck is a dude hitting on you? you dyke it, you know, you yeah. look like a dyke. And I'm like, I don't know what to tell you. And now yeah. we just, you just got to have fun with it. Like find a way to trust your partner because no matter if it's just you two or you're in a room with a hundred people, you should be able to trust your partner and feel safe. And one thing Sophie and I do such a good job with, and I know at this point we have fans and we have friends who support us on this Sophie and I will go to a party, a work party, an event, and I'm like, babe, I love you. <laughs> I may not <laughs> talk to you for a couple hours. We have built so much trust that I actually love this, that you can go off and you could be with all guys, all girls, whoever, and talk for hours. And I could be with all my girls, all my mm -hmm. guys, my team for hours and then I'll come find you and give you a kiss and then we'll hang out for a little bit and that's it. Like I think it's so healthy where, you know, let's say you guys go to Christmas or a work event together or you get invited as a plus one. Instead of being up your fucking partner's ass, to me, 
that shows insecurity. So other tips, I would say, this is gonna sound a little bit dramatic. Taylor and I have both been at the point where it's like, oh, this is what you're doing? Send me a quick Snapchat. I just wanna see what you're doing. Oh. For me, I was mm -hmm. like, especially after the cheating thing, I asked you a lot. Taylor was like, this is what I need to feel comfortable. And if you're going to make this work, you have to comply. I would make Sophia <laughs> make. I asked her, I'm like, if you're sending me a snap, because at one point I was like, you're sending that snap to both of the, to me and the girl. I was like, I'm not fucking dumb. Yeah. So I would tell Sophia like, hey, if you're going to send me a snap or a text, uh, the snap, you can put a little caption on it. I would say put T money. Like, put, yeah, put my name on it then, you know, but who's to say you didn't send another one? I mean, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like some people might be like, okay, that's a little crazy, but it's like, no, I broke the trust. I wanted to stay with Taylor and work on this. And that's what she asked of me. That's what, that's what I was going to do. Let's go into back to safety uh, and what that means. I think no matter where you are in your relationship, whether you're engaged, whether you're married, I think that safety can kind of come in waves. And I don't think that's due to either, you know, of somebody doing something wrong. I think that insecurities and anxieties can creep up in yourself. You as an individual, if you're going through a hard time, you might actually feel less safe than others and that's really when you need your person to reassure you essentially so I'm trying yeah. to think of an example maybe well I have a couple here okay uh safety you know so when we think of safety we think of a, a tangible item like you said like something tangible physical right mm -hmm, for me so yeah so if we go back to the mindfulness of safety and what that means we could say here like safety for me and for you should be like active listening. Like right now, I'm not over talking you. When you speak to me, mm. I'm taking in the information you're giving me and I'm processing it. Yeah. That is safety right there. It is. And we did not have that. We would just basically one up each other. Talk over one another. And not listen. And, and you have to practice that. For a while, Taylor and I would do this thing where we would go to parties and I feel like I would want to leave and Taylor might not want to leave. <laughs> I never want to leave a party. I, no, <laughs> no. And, and it sounds like, how does this go into safety? But it's like, for some reason, my social battery, like when it's out, it's out. And there were times where I don't think Taylor really understood how out it really meant. And I would start feeling uncomfortable. And when I start feeling uncomfortable, like I don't feel safe. After a couple arguments it's about that. It's a great that, example. You're right. Yeah. After a couple arguments about that and then finally going to therapy and talking about it. Now, if Taylor kind of checks in with me at a party, it's like, hey, babe, are you ready to go or not? And even if I'm like, no, I'm still good. That makes me feel safe that my partner is I think that's a good one. aware of it. So I'm glad you brought that up because I used to, it wasn't a fight. It would just be like, well, I don't want to go. And I do. And Sophia was like, you know, the thing is, I never left without you. Like there was a, you know, there were a no, couple no. times where you were like, you can stay. And like, if your wife, if your girlfriend, if your boyfriend asks you like, hey, you can stay, I'll go. Fuck that shit. Shut it down. You need to be going home with them. You do. Go home with them. You could go party next week. Nobody's more important 
than your wife, your fiance, your your partner. Yeah, and that's a really that's a way to build trust and safety and it's really really little. I think uh another one would be like setting boundaries and that's something Sophie and I didn't do right away and I I know it's hard if you're just starting off in a relationship but setting boundaries I I think it's hard for couples initially to be like I need this and I need this because you well you don't want to sound needy you don't want to sound crazy you don't want to turn them off Mm -hmm. but like what's crazy is when you go down the road you're like oh by the way (laughs) yeah you start setting boundaries and I think that's very important and one thing with safety that I don't know if I'm sure you would consider this I consider like sharing um I consider sharing like love and kindness as as safety. Okay. I think it's Do you have an example. I think it's within the realm. Like so if you tell me like hey babe I love you or if you're like, you know, randomly there's times I'm like, "Oh, you look so beautiful" mm-hmm. or you know, every day before work I or throughout the day I'll come and give you a kiss like would you not agree that that's a form of like not even reassurance but like actual safety? Yeah, it's like you're coming in and you're checking in, and it's and like a check. I feel secure. It, it's it's secure, which is safety. Yeah, I think another good one is that Taylor, you were really good about this from the jump, even when we weren't in the best place. If we were going to like Taylor's families, I would get anxious for any reason and be like, "Hey, just don't like leave me alone at the dinner table for too long or something like that." You need to really communicate with your partner because that was something with her. I was like, just just like, don't leave me alone, alone too long or mm-hmm. like, you know, don't. Different know. than a friend party here. We're talking about. You yeah, know. just just things like that. And and, you know, now we're at the point where she can leave me as long as she as she needs to leave me. But it it, it takes a while. And I think the main point we're trying to make in this episode is. Um, we can talk about how good we are now at parties and at families' houses, but it took a lot of little mess ups and a lot of trying over and over again to show each other that you can feel safe around me, that you can trust me. And there's still times we'll both mess up and, you know, I could tell Taylor, I don't feel safe right now. Or she could say, I just don't trust you with that. It's always a work in progress. You just need to make sure, you know, you're giving the the best effort you can. And when they tell you what they need to feel safe and to trust you Really tune in there. Like really... You know, it could be something as little as you raising know, your voice or yeah. like that is it's not just communication, which is going to be our, our other pillar here. Safety can produce so many outcomes mm-hmm. and can really, you know, turn your relationship around just like anything. And I think with safety also comes being vulnerable. Yeah. If you feel safe in your relationship you are, it is going to lead and produce vulnerability, which is highly encouraged in a relationship. Yeah. As Sophia mentioned, right? Mm-hmm. Sophia, you're the kind of gal that, you know, your guard is up initially from the start, which is not a bad thing. I do believe now, you know, now that I'm older and have a cap on everything, it's like your guard should be up a little bit. You shouldn't just be high and dry for everybody to go. But once you do develop that relationship, which, you know, 
once you do develop that safety is when you should be able to let your guard down and be vulnerable with your partner. And I think vulnerability and safety go hand in hand, actually one of the most for yes. some reason, if, if you think. Yes. And one thing that our couples therapy told me, and she actually told me this in my individual therapy as well. She was like, Sophia, you keep getting into these arguments with your partner and you don't feel safe and you're in fight or flight mode your cortisol level goes up, your stress levels go up. And she told me, she was like, you basically need two to three weeks of calmness where your body doesn't spike in cortisol or stress levels. My therapist basically said you need two to three weeks without your stress levels going high. And of course, we were talking about a lot of stress levels and hormones because of my PCOS. And she said, You've been in fight or flight for two years because you and Taylor argue that often. Yeah. There hasn't been a month, two months, three months, six months where you have just relaxed. And she was like, once you finally relax, you'll be able to have more sex. You'll be able to have these conversations with her that are and a little feel more safe deep. And be vulnerable. And feel safe. And, and I can honestly say once I started feeling safe because my body didn't go into fight or flight you know as often as it was that's when I was able to be more vulnerable and have certain conversations and you know be more open in the bedroom where I don't have to get upset if there's a hair in our mouth and <laughs> I really think yeah. if if you are in a relationship right now where maybe your fights aren't bad but tensions get high you know fairly often once a week Every day we've been there. I think if if you really make it a point, like I want to make my partner feel safe and watch them feel safe for a long period of time, you're going to see your partner turn into somebody completely different. 100%. So, yeah. One thing, one thing I lastly want to say here that can contribute to safety and trust. One of the whole points of this podcast is go to fucking therapy. If you <laughs> want to develop safety and trust and you don't know how, because the truth is with trust, it's he said, she said, how you feel, how they feel. And this is actually, again, one of the reasons we joined therapy. Um, this is one of the reasons we joined therapy was because we didn't trust one another. I didn't trust Sophia and she didn't feel safe because I was yelling at her and trying to belittle her based off her actions toward me and, and cheating. So... I think if we wrap this whole thing up, the best safety you can develop for yourself and your partner is if you try to sit down and talk and it's just not working out, it's tit for tad, you realize there's argumentation going on, go to therapy. I think seeking couples therapy would be uh, the tie end of all this right here mm -hmm. to help get you to where you need to be. Because, you know, again, it, it changed our relationship. It changed our personal dynamic. And actually what it what it trained me and taught me to do is how to approach Sophia in not such an angry way. Mm -hmm. It was like, so, you know, it's kind of, it's interesting. And like Sophia said, it it's like obvious, right? When you think of safety and trust, it's like common sense, but our brains unfortunately have so many environmental factors to this day built in that it's hard to actually understand and practice the concept of safety and trust. So I would recommend going to couples therapy. Yeah. And if you want to just 
try this on your own before you guys dive into couples therapy, I think a good question to ask in the heat of a moment or maybe the next day, what do you need from me to feel safe? You might be surprised what you hear because if Taylor would have asked me that years ago, and I didn't. my number one thing would have been like volume the volume of your voice. And we're going to get into that with communication. We have a lot Mm -hmm. that I think communication we're going to get into is our biggest pillar on top of safety and trust. I mean, it all goes hand in hand, but we're going to give you guys that on our next episode. So go build that safety and go build some more trust. And we will see you guys next week for our next episode. That's right. (laughs) 